Oh, would you look at that? There's a new episode of the Blackcast on my phone, ready to play right now. Solo a Black Cast story. It is I, Christian Blatt, here to uh, give thoughts on the latest entry in the Star Wars universe. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. Joined as pretty much always by the one and only Jeff DeRay. Am I supposed to talk on these? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's... I did not know. I know. It, it's it's a little hard to uh, follow uh, the way things go around here. But you're also at Jeff DeRay on Twitter and Instagram, not that you need the help. And someone we did not Actually, expect to be on this episode because he was not interested in seeing the movie. Uh, I badgered him into doing it. I kicked down the door to his house. I dragged him to the theater. And uh, I, I think he may or may not have enjoyed it. But with us, Will Sterling at Will Sterling underscore. I'm here, and I didn't really like Deadpool 2. Yes. Yeah. I know. But we're not going to talk about okay. that. Okay. I we thought I should let everyone that. know that up front so yes. they could hate me immediately. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and as so often is the case, as we've done with all of the recent crop of Star Wars movies, the Disney Star Wars movies. We're joined via Skype by the great artist, Mr. Dave Dorman. Dave, thanks so much for being back on the Blackcast. Hey, no problem. It's always fun to be here. Before we start talking about Star Wars, I wanted to talk about something you did, and it leads to a gift I have for the gentleman here. What? Uh, those what? are actually not it. <laughs> those are the, wrong, you cannot those are the those. wrong gifts. <laughs> These not are not yours. You. But... <laughs> For the guys here in the studio, I have the Dave Dorman variant of Action Comics number 1000. Which we, I remember when I saw this this posted online and then we talked about it on the show. Yeah, and uh, we were all very excited about uh, that piece of art that you did. And obviously, there are not many opportunities in life to purchase or own a number 1000 of a comic book. And even though I am unabashedly wow. a Marvel homer, I was very excited about this. Yeah. And Dave, when I heard you were going to be doing a, a variant cover, uh, I knew that that was the one I was going to own. Can you talk a little bit about how these things happen? I know you've done a lot of Star Wars variant covers and others over the years. Does somebody just contact you like, you know, hey, we're going to do X number of covers. We'd like you to do one. Or how does that work? Well, there's two ways of it happening. One is variant covers directly through the publisher where the publisher will contact uh, certain artists that they want involved in doing covers, uh, have them do covers, and then uh, they will publish them. Uh, They also offer uh, certain retailers the availability to uh, have their own cover done uh, as well. So um, uh, retailer shops, uh, collectors, uh, um, uh, uh, resellers, uh, various other people who want a variant cover can contact uh, uh, the publisher and say, we would like a variant cover on this particular book. Um, so uh, as it happened with this uh, cover, uh, Vault Collectibles, which is a collectible uh, company, they do uh, uh, comics and, and graded comics, statues, uh, all sorts of, of uh, high-end collectible things. Um, they wanted to do a variable or variant, I should say, of the uh, action. 
um, and they asked for me specifically. So going through DC Comics, DC Comics contacted me, said a retailer would like to have me do the cover. Uh, of course, I said yes. Uh, any chance that I can do the classic Superman, I will definitely do. And so that's how that was put together. Um, uh, it was great for me because the um, uh, retailer wanted a classic Superman look. They didn't want a uh, you know modern Superman, the no no underpants Superman, <laughs> um, various uh, other you know variations. And uh, so I just did what I felt was a, a classic uh, Superman look. Uh, his parents, uh, Ma and Pa Kent, uh, holding the baby Superman on the farm, uh, the Lois Lane uh, with the uh, Daily Planet in the background, or I guess in the foreground. Um, and um, one of the things that they made sure of was that I could not use any actors playing the roles in any of the films or TV shows. Uh, so I tried to keep the, the images generic, but still give the flavor of some of the actors sort of sort of melding uh, elements of, of various people into those characters. Yeah, and it's a, it's the the classic look for Superman that even people casually familiar with the character, you know, you see that and you go like, yeah, that's what he's supposed to look like, and it's not, you know, dark Zack Snyder movie. It's not mullet Spider uh, Spider Man, mullet <laughs> Superman in the black suit. You know, it's it's right. the Superman we want to see, and on occasion, like number one thousand of Action Comics, it's definitely what you want. I don't know if it's weird to say, but it's like to me, this face is reminiscent of when Superman was created. Like, the faces people actually had back in that In, like, time. 1939. Those old yeah. timey faces. I feel like faces change it's true. somewhat. Well, if you, yeah, I mean, if you think about, like, just picking a movie at random, like, a movie like It Happened One Night, which is a great comedy from that era, that this is what people looked like. You know, he would, have, of course, have, like, a hat on while he's on the train and right. be reading a large newspaper and be very upset, you know, with the antics going on around him. But, uh, yeah, that's a... That's a great observation, and uh, yeah, and and you know, I was trying to get uh, uh, you know go back even to the to the uh, Fleischer cartoons, which had this real classic square jawed uh, uh, Superman, and uh, if I could have put Lois Lane in one of those nineteen uh, uh, late thirties, early forties uh, uh, reporters jacket and a little hat, I probably would have done <laughs> that too. Uh, now, obviously, the issue came out, I don't know, more than a month ago. Are people still able to get this? I know you were offering them at one point, and, you know, I I want everyone to know I bought these. I, I was not looking for a handout from Dave. I wanted Ooh. to uh, buy these for my friends here in the Black Cast. I also bought another one for our friend Jeff Winstead, because I know he's a big uh, Superman fan and a big Dave Dorman fan. Uh, but uh, he, he ain't here, because he doesn't go to movies. But, uh, so, how do people uh, get the book at this point is it just sort of like resale at this point or, or how do they uh, find it yeah right now it, it's a, a resale through vault collectibles so it would be vault like a bank vault collectibles.com and they have them both signed and unsigned by me um i'm, I'm not sure if it's a different price or if it's the same price sure. but uh, i will be putting them on my website probably within the week um uh, as well and uh, my Facebook, and people can order them directly from me. Because it was a Vault uh, Collectibles um, uh, variant, I wanted to give them time to sure. be able to uh, have their customers buy them from them first and me secondarily. So, um, and, and, you know, people can catch me at, at uh, comic conventions. 
Uh, I'll be doing Heroes Con in two weeks. I'll be having copies there with me to uh, purchase and uh, get signed. So, yeah, they're, they'll be available for a little while. Yeah, but if you, as with anything, if you want to get it, you should uh, get it quickly because, uh, you know, all somebody needs to do that runs a comic shop or an online retailer is to say, well, this is three months old, so now it costs three times as much as what I paid for it. And right, you can... Ex- exactly. And, and it is a limited run. There are only 2,000 copies printed. Uh, yeah. So that makes it that makes it once once it's sold out very much a collectible. That's right. And once once I was done, there were only one thousand nine hundred ninety six copies left because I bought four of them. What were you going to say, Jeff? Oh, it was a bad joke. I was going to say you can cash wheel outside. Oh, okay. So the, I, it was, that was a bad was, joke. No, yeah, he was that, good. He cut me off. Totally, totally <laughs> I was, bad joke. I was very happy. <laughs> but I, of course, <laughs> made sure we went back in. Uh, and uh, for people that want to connect with you, Dave, uh, obviously the website is is very simple. It's just davedorman.com. But on Facebook, it's Dave Dorman Studio, I believe, and at Dave Dorman on Twitter. I hope I have all that correct. Uh, it- yeah, the Facebook, I actually have two Facebook uh, pages, David Dorman Artist, okay. which I normally uh, check, and I do live painting demonstrations and, and do a little Dave's Dugout sort of talk, uh, you know, once a week or twice a week. Uh, the David Dorman Studio has news and, and uh, various reposts of what I've done on David Dorman Artist. So that's that's really the, the main page now um the the problem with that is is i'm already up to five thousand uh, uh subscribers and i can't get any more that's why we have the studio <laughs> right yeah I've, I've known people that run into that it, the, the facebook decided that you don't need to know more than five thousand people and you know other than people running a business they're probably right i don't need five thousand <laughs> friends but uh, <laughs> i could use five thousand listeners to the blackcast uh anyway uh dave as our guest i as we transition to solo a star wars story i want to give you the opportunity opportunity uh, to share your thoughts first. And this is the point in the episode where we have to let people know that the spoilers are going to fly fast and loose. And so there will be people who will tune out now and maybe tune back in in a few months when it's uh, available, you know, in home release. And then there are people, believe it or not, who listen to the show even for a movie that they will want to see, but they just like hearing what we think and they don't care about all the spoilers. There are a few of those people. But you've been warned. Here's the official warning. All right. So that means that uh, Dave Dorman is free to speak uh, about the film and reference any spoilers that uh, that you feel fit. Okay. Where do you want me to start and, and just a, how far do you want me to go? Just your overall thoughts <laughs> and maybe a couple of standouts of, of favorite things, and then we'll kind of go around and uh, all of us will chime in after that. Okay. Overall thoughts? I thought it was a great film. Um, I'm a big fan of Star Wars. I have been since 1977. And uh, what I'm enjoying now that Disney has the uh, um, the license uh, is their availability to open up the Star Wars world and give us more than just the Skywalker saga. And um, even though Han Solo, you know, is is part of the Skywalker uh, uh, trilogy, um, I, I think he has enough experiences outside of that to give us a more in-depth look at uh, the world of Star Wars, especially uh, at this time before he gets involved with Luke and Leia and and, uh, uh, the whole rebellion thing. So for me, it was real fun to see, you know, things like uh, Corellia, which, you know, is the shipbuilding uh, uh, planet. You see that referenced a lot in in the books and in the comics and in the games, uh, but we've never seen it uh, live. That was great. 
for me, one of the most exciting parts of the film was the war scenes where he is actually on the battlefield uh, with the Empire, um, you know, fighting to, uh, uh, quote, free these planets. Um, and uh, you get some really good action uh, battle scenes. You get, you get that, that scout walker you know, just jumping right in back of him uh, and landing. And, uh, uh, you know, the trench warfare that's going on. It's very cool stuff. I mean, very reminiscent of classic uh, uh, World War II, World War One films. Yeah, um, I, I, the, I saw the movie, uh, Will and I saw the movie just before this. Uh, I was seeing it for the second time, and uh, this time I saw it in 3D. Uh, I did not the first time. I don't usually need to see 3D, but uh, this was one of those times where the, the show worked out, and uh, so I, I thought it was interesting. That was definitely one of those sequences where the sort of multi-layered visual, you know, all the things going on in the foreground and the background, the explosions, and, right. you know, Han trying to talk his way out of a war, which uh, you feel like, you know... That's exactly what a scoundrel would do. I think that uh, I agree with you that all this stuff looked good. And speaking of, you know, Han's sort of adventures before he meets Obi-Wan Kenobi at the cantina in Tatooine and A New Hope, you know, in the expanded universe, there, you know, that was some of the earliest ground that they felt comfortable covering. You know, there was the the trilogy of novels that were later uh, reprinted and collected and obviously in the comics and things there are a lot of Han solo. Oh, oh Han, side, uh, side note. Yeah. Side note. Uh, you know that trilogy of novels? Yes. Uh, they reissued those in the early 90s. I did the three covers for those three novels. Now, see, that I didn't know uh, because yeah, so I, I, I had like old copies of them that I'd gotten at used bookstores, you know. So I had like copies from the 70s. So I didn't even realize that. So yeah. there you go. So th those are going to be out there. People can find those. Uh, so I think that, you know, when it, it it's sort of like peripheral stories, I, I felt like they were comfortable covering that ground. And now, of course, this is all under the umbrella of the official Disney stamp of approval. Uh, but uh, I think it was fun to see. Uh, what were some of the other things that stood out for you in the movie, Dave? Well, I, I think for, for me, being a big Sergio Leone Western fan, uh, Sergio Leone slash Western fan, uh, the, the feeling of it being uh, a space Western, which is one of the things that Lucas wanted to do with Star Wars. Uh, I think there was a real feel of that in uh, uh, in Solo. Uh, we had the train robbery, which was a great, I think, very exciting uh, sequence. We had the gambling. Uh, we had the, uh, uh, you know, the rich, um, uh, quote, cattlemen uh, sort of, sort of, you know, overseeing everything uh, because he owns everything. Uh, it was just a, a really westerny type of science fiction adventure. And so that really uh, uh, excited me as well. Um, and, you know, basically just seeing more of what the background of, of the galaxy of Star Wars is. Uh, seeing new characters, uh, seeing familiar uh, things like a brand new Millennium Falcon, and uh, uh, seeing seeing how it was it was uh, built first and clean. You notice things like the uh, 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 the radar dish yeah. um, that gets knocked off at a point uh, later in the film. Uh, the gun, it's a single gun uh, in the uh, upper hatch. 
uh, and that gets blown off. And if you remember from uh, uh, the original uh, uh, Star Wars film, it was four guns going boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Uh, so that was changed. The uh, the hatches have changed. There's a lot, a lot of things that if you're familiar with the films, you can look at and say, yeah, this is the new one. And the one we're used to is the old beat up Millennium Falcon. Yeah, and when you see the the pristine mint condition Lando Calrissian Millennium Falcon, you you just figure, all right, at some point in this movie, Han is just going to beat the shit out of that thing. You know, you just know that the, yeah. that front part that has the separation the way we're used to it. You're like, yeah, he's gonna do that. Uh, yeah. And I thought it was fun to see. Yeah, on the whole, I thought that this story was a lot of fun because it was it was a space heist movie you know it was dealing with smugglers and things and the stakes were high for the characters but it's nice to see those stories that don't involve saving the galaxy every time you know right that, that's always exciting but it's nice to see that you know what there's there's times where you're just trying to make a quick buck you know you're just uh, trying to get off the terrible situation that you were born into all that sort of stuff i thought it was a lot of fun and I, yeah, go ahead. Uh, there were a couple, a couple other small things that, that really, I think, made the movie a little bit more interesting for me uh, in that um, uh, uh, I thought for sure Kira was going to get killed at the end. You know, that's just the thing. But uh, um, she didn't, which, was, which I thought was nice. And they, they certainly set up a sequel. Yeah, uh, with with uh, uh, Darth Maul coming back. Yeah, which, and which and so 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 you know for me that was a surprise because I thought they were going to kill Kira. Uh, you know, Han was going to mope around, and and that's why you know he has that sort of uh, 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 sort of antagonism towards women. Was he doesn't want to get close to women anymore? Uh, but. Uh, with her still being alive, there's still going to be some uh, dynamic going there that I think could be very interesting. Yeah, and there'll be uh, plenty of time for him to realize he needs to be closed off and unemotional. But uh, right, and we will uh, definitely talk more about uh, the way the film ended. But I'd like to bring in our very own Will Sterling now, who uh, you were very upfront about not really being that interested in this movie. Yeah. So kind of start just very briefly explain why you weren't interested. And what you ended up thinking about it as you were watching, and now that you've seen the movie, Patton Oswalt has a sketch, has a stand-up bit about the Star Wars prequels, basically, where he's like, "Hey, don't you like like lightsabers and Darth Vader and stuff?" You're like, "Oh, fuck yeah!" Like with this thing, and he's like, "Well, we're gonna make a bunch of movies about him as a little kid," <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, I don't, I don't really." I don't really care. I I just like the part where he's like fucking Darth Vader and he's a badass. Sure. And he's like, it would be like if George Lucas came up to you in the street and was like, do you like ice cream? And you were like, yeah, I, 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 I love ice cream. He's like, would you like some ice cream? And, and George Lucas and Penn was like, yeah. He's like, well, here's some rock salt. You just put that in with the cream and the sugar and you mix it. And he's like, I don't care where the stuff I love comes from. I just love the stuff I love. And, and that viewpoint, by the way, yes. definitely informs your stance on the TV show Gotham. You Correct. You love Batman. You don't need to see him as a little kid no, figuring out that he maybe wants to. Not for longer than a six-episode miniseries. Right. You know? And we can talk about Krypton on a different episode. But um, I felt when they were like, we're going to do Rogue One, I was like, I already know that the Rebels get the plans. And then Luke shoots the thing and it dies. <laughs> right. I got it. I don't need to know. So I was like, there's inherently no stakes. So with Han Solo, I was like, right, but Harrison Ford is this guy. 
So you're telling me, so like already I was like, fuck this movie. Like I just didn't I, need I, it. I, that's exactly what you said, I There's remember. There's no storyline in the background. I mean, I've always liked Star Wars since I was a kid, but I never, I only played Knights of the Old Republic. I didn't read a bunch of the books. I didn't do the comics. I really just had the movies. Right. And I liked episode one as a kid because I didn't know any better. And I loved Darth Maul, which was a great surprise. Um, but so initially I was like, I just don't care. Like he mm-hmm. becomes Harrison Ford. Let's just skip to the Harrison Ford part. And see that movie, but of uh, of course he's not. So I obviously was like, I was so, like you so guys let me know if it's yeah, any good we, and, because and I did, just don't care. And we did tell you, and yeah. I saw you ask people on Facebook, and I think the overwhelming majority were people saying, yeah, yeah. it's fun. Check it out. I think you had a couple of naysayers that some of them were like, well, I'm not going to see it either. Yeah. So that actually doesn't help you. No, it didn't help because at all. They didn't see it and say you won't like it or right. you will like it. They're just like, yeah, it's yeah, like the people, worst kind of people. Yeah, <laughs> it's like people reviewing movies before they come out, yeah. which is what happened but, a lot. So uh, yeah. Most so then, people said it, and you said it, and Jeff was like, yeah. But it was basically like a yes. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. Because like, especially in the nerd culture thing, there's nothing worse than feeling like you're not, it can't be part of the conversation. Sure. But I'm slowly warming up to just being that guy sometimes. Who's not part of the conversation. Yeah, like yeah, Game sure. of Thrones yeah. and whatever. Oh. I'm okay with it. Excellent. Yeah. I can just sit quietly over here. <laughs> <laughs> Gives me some time to be with my thoughts. Uh, but this is not that hill to die on. No, Solo no, this wasn't straight. it. And and and, and I, so all that being said, you were like, if I paid, well, will you come to see this no, movie? I, I didn't pay for you. No, I mean, I'm I have pay paid back. for you at the moment. I'm going to pay for you. I'm going to yeah, pay you but back. But I was like, I'll go with you because you, I wanted like, to see it I again. If I bought the tickets yeah. and I was like, okay. so And we went to a theater five minutes from your house at 930, 9.30 in the morning. Very So it convenient. was very convenient. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Except the fucking work emails and text messages I get. Okay. Because it's technically Yeah, but there, there was no stopping that. Not yeah. really. And I was just like, I just want no one to bother me for like two hours. But that being said, I was I was very entertained. I still don't need it. I sure. I never That's needed fine. it. But I liked it more than the, than Rogue One. Yeah. And I don't need another one. You don't need another Han Solo no, movie. No, because as far as I'm concerned, he's the same age as Harrison Ford was in A New Hope. It's it's a great yeah. point. So he, we could he just looks, go to that one. He looks like he's about that age. Yeah. Uh, I could use the Chewbacca movie. Yeah. Love Chewbacca. Mm. What about... The Lando movie. Y- yeah, you want that? Actually, no. Now. Because now you've had Lando in a movie. And you yeah, feel like and I got... realize the way that he's played, and he kind of does like... He does a great young Billy D. Williams yes. like, send-up. He does a great job. But I was like, oh, he's kind of like a shtick guy. Yeah. You know? I was like, oh, he doesn't really have like a life... They could give him one, I guess, they if didn't... they did like a prequel prequel. Yeah. Like a younger Lando. But I was like, I, it's fine. So if there's a kid Lando movie, maybe yeah. maybe you're in? Baby okay. Lando, yeah. Uh, what were you going to say, Jeff? And then we'll get back to some of the I was stuff. just going to say, personally, and, and maybe this was just something I built up in my own mind. I thought there was going to be a lot more Lando in this movie, <laughs> quite frankly. Like, the way they not built it was Lando. like, hey, it's Nazi name. And, uh, you know, Donald Glover. Yeah. Alden Aaron Reichman. It yeah, sounds super I know. Nazi, Al- so I call him Nazi Al- Alden name. Alden Aaron Reichman. It's a very, it, it does or not Aaron Reich. It doesn't. It's not man. It, it, Did it, I put a man at the end of his name? Yeah. Yeah, it's just Aaron, Aaron Reich. Because yeah. he's the third Reich. Well, yes. Look, that's for you to say. Just, I'm just saying, me. you name two more Aldens, Alden Aaron Reich, and you've got the third Reich. Uh, no bell. No bell. Uh, oh. But anyway, yes, I know what you're saying. Uh, the name doesn't roll off the tongue. But uh, yeah, uh, there. that was one of the things that I heard from people who'd seen advanced screenings of it is that they would have liked more Lando. And I'm like, it's all right. I, and yes, I agree. There would have been more Lando. Uh, in, you know, if I made the movie, maybe. But uh, I think there was a good amount, not sure. saying enough, yeah. but I was glad to see him. I, I love the way Don Glover played him. Yeah. Mm. 
And uh, I'd like to see how Childish Gambino would play him, but that's for a different time. Uh, Will, uh, so as you're watching it, I I know that there were definitely moments of where you you laughed, you were enjoying it. So, you know, the the comedy wasn't lost on you. No. You know, because there's a joke early on, you know, when he pretends that The Rock is a thermal detonator. And he just goes, and, you know, she says... You just clicked your mouth, you know. So it was yeah. like that, so it's that good. felt like a vestigial Lord and Miller joke. Yeah, like that got there's I was kept wondering what was left over, you yeah. know, that kind of didn't get reworked. Yeah, like from when Ron Howard. like when you watch Ant Man and you're like, well, what of this is is from Edgar Wright? And yes, it's like just one sequence. I yeah, think. but yeah, the it, best it's sequence. Yeah. Right, true. So yeah, <laughs> the so, fact that this movie exists, that's why that. Yeah, um, but no, but I, but it was. I mean, I laughed at I think the, all the moments I was supposed to laugh. I wasn't like big out loud laugh. No, no, but I don't think it's that but kind of movie. It wasn't a laugh riot. You did yeah. Guffaw. Yeah, yeah, no guffaws. Uh, for for my wife. You know, it took a little while for her to get into it. The moment when Chewie shows up, she's like, yeah, as soon as Chewie was in the movie, I, I was all in. That's kind of how I felt. Yeah, it was yeah. great when you see Chewie. And I actually, I guess because I had, like, no expectations, I was like, oh, is it going to be, like, a fucking rancor or something stupid? And yeah, then I, I saw the legs, and I was like, oh, I'm an idiot, of yeah. course. Yeah. Well, it's just the same feeling I had. I was like, yeah. I did not expect it to be Chewie, right. and oh, I was really? so glad it was. Yeah, look, I'm an idiot, okay? Great. But so <laughs> okay. was, That so means was that you have the suspension of disbelief yeah, that no. they want, so it's a genuine surprise. Great job, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you got to get surprised. Just like I read all the spoilers before. So. I didn't. I didn't. I just, that was super obvious to me. I was like, all right. Well, we're, sorry, I knew, we're kids. I knew Chewie was going to come into this, and that's what I was going to say. Is like, obviously, it's Chewie and uh, Han. Yeah. Are the team, but I almost would have rathered the movie been, and this is just selfishly because of my love for Donald Glover, like more about the rivalry between Lando and Han throughout. Like they, we could have gone in right from when they knew each other yeah. mm-hmm. and just had the whole time. It's like they're competing for Kira, they're competing for like Chewie's affection, everything. Yeah. Like from start to finish, it's just like a, a rivalry based in kind of like brotherhood but also you, you can't tell whether they love or hate each other just like in Empire Strikes Back I think that would have been a more interesting dynamic yeah, to and, see explored and yeah. I think that the feeling is that they will cover that ground in the next movie sure. maybe it'll be called Han and Lando yeah a, a Star Wars team up Hando Hando possibly yeah they do a great job Hando, no, job. no, no, stop. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting uh, to my yeah. uh, so, solo. Uh, Will, I, as I was texting with yes. Jeff on the side after we had each seen the movie, uh, one of the main reasons I wanted you to see the movie is because of that reveal at the end. Is because of Ray Park or Jr. He ain't afraid of no ghost. Is that even the same actor? Is it Ray Park? Yeah, yeah it's still him. It yeah. is? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, Dave, if we say anything wrong, just uh, jump in because uh, <laughs> you might be better plugged in in that. But, uh, Will, uh, so I know how much you like Darth Maul. And yes. I was like, I did not see that coming. Uh, I'm I didn't fl- either. I was like, oh, is that Palpatine? I'm, that? Yeah, that's right. Of course, we all expected it to be the Emperor, so yeah. it was a nice reveal. And anybody who's familiar, you know, Clone Wars and Rebels both have uh, Darth Maul in it. Okay. So it's canon that he's still alive, that he, you know. So they bring him back to life and they give him robot legs. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So that... It's a risky procedure. But it's but it's, it's, <laughs> it's interesting because you don't you can't always that. count on TV uh, properties to be part of the you know the actual canon. You know? I know when Disney did Rebels, they were like, "This is kind of like we're going to make sure that this syncs up to a new." Home. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I mean that you even had uh, Forrest Whitaker's character. Uh, who oh yeah. Did anybody? He'd, he'd been in Clone Wars, and he was also on Rebels, and uh, then he was in uh, Rogue One. So even though they erased a bunch of stuff, they still kept the Clone they, Wars. They kept cartoon. what they. I I think so. Dave, does that sound accurate to you that the the Clone yeah. Wars cartoon is yeah. still canon? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they they kept some of some of the stuff from Clone Wars. Uh, they may bring some other stuff in as they get closer to um, uh, timeline uh, to A New Hope. Um, but I, you know, they've got Thrawn now in yeah. uh, from Rebels. They do, uh, mm-hmm. and, and they're gonna they're gonna bring some back. There are some really interesting characters in both Rebels and and Clone Wars. But yeah, uh, it's it's they they said that that Clone Wars was not quite uh, canon, but Rebels was. But I think that they'll they're rethinking that a little bit. They've drawn a lot of. I, I don't know if I'm the only one of us that watched Rebels because it's over. They they did it all already. Yeah, it's I finished. actually didn't see but, the most recent season, but I kept up with it. It was actually that. the best one. It's I, it's pretty dope. I really liked it, especially because of you know they had some of the voices they had. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there was at least one episode with Lando that I was very yeah. excited. They had Billy oh, yeah. Williams. You know, there's a lot of they did a great job with that show, and it feels a little bit. Kid friendly, but that's good because now that I have a two year old or almost a three year old, I'm like, I mean, okay, last, any day now he's going to get to watch this. Right. The last two seasons definitely became more adult. There was a lot more like permanent death and okay. just like hardcore shit going on that you were like, all right, we've changed the tone of this show. Yeah. It, it was really good. I thought the, the finale was really interesting. And I don't want to spoil anything, Please but don't. like, yeah. it's, it, it makes it seem like there's more interesting possibilities in the future. Mm. And I know that they're already, I thought, like, when he was finishing Rebels, he was already pivoting to whatever the new project they're going to have him start working on is. Spoiler alert, there's this kid named Luke Skywalker. Hey, 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 what did I just say? I said no spoilers. And I don't, I don't want to know. father. <laughs> Stop it. It's the bad guy. No, I don't want to know. I don't want to know any of this. save the galaxy uh, three times <laughs> in a row. But... Let's go back to the moment, and I tried not to stare at you when <laughs> Kira calls uh, Darth Maul, but I, d- I did look, You're I did like, kind of give you a side eye outside of the 3D glasses, because yeah. I wanted to, like, you know, and uh, there wasn't, like, <gasps> you know, there wasn't any of that. There I wasn't, like, cartoon jaw We're over-inundated with every ounce of nerd-dumb these days yeah. that something happens, and I'm like, oh, sweet. Yeah. I swear to God. Like, yeah. you could have, Superman could show up in Avengers 4, and I'd be like, oh, I'm fucking not surprised. That'd be awesome, though. Yeah, but I'd be like, well, that's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, so anyway, so, so but when you saw it, you definitely were surprised, yeah. and you are like, cool. Yeah. All right. Glad to see him, I, because he's a wasted character. Yes, and I feel yes. like I don't need a, a, a solo sequel, but now they have to make good on their promise that he's going to be in a movie. You know, like, right. he, so he's got to be in whatever they do next. But I don't know if Disney wants to do another solo movie. Yeah, but you don't need solo because I know they, now that they've established the, the Red character. Dawn, just Kira and him. You could have whatever the dynamic between those two is, and then you could set up Kira as some kind of like other insidious figure, possibly one that travels into the unknown region where she finds Snoke or is in some way related to Snoke since we still don't have an origin for him. Uh, and because she's being trained up by Ray Park because, unfortunately, in Rebels, this happened, I don't even think this, in this most recent season, like, Maul is fully dead now. Obi-Wan killed him on Tatooine mm. before he Rough. met Luke. That's right. Well, I mean, so you figured Darth at some Maul point he was going to... die s- in a television show, not in a movie. You never yeah. know. Maybe he'll die again. You know, okay. people uh, die and come back. Uh, he does have a habit of that. Uh, let's. Uh, so we'll talk briefly because we've kind of danced around it. The box office for the movie was was not, I think, what they projected, and that's always the problem when you do the projections. Because even when you're like, oh, here, let's lowball our projection, and when you yeah. don't hit that, it's like, oh, uh, there's. You know, I think there's some explanation for that. You know, I think 
that it is much too soon since the last Star Wars movie. And, yeah. you know, I, it, it regardless of what anybody on this show thinks of the movie, it's very divisive. And I think as time has gone by, there's sort of been a lot more people who are like, we didn't really like that one, did you? And people who did like it go like, hmm, maybe I didn't, you know? And then they're like, maybe I don't want to see another, you know, I want, hmm. I want to see another Star Wars movie. I do think, you know, six months is too soon for there to be another yeah, Star Wars movie. Yeah, it would have been December, December. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, honestly, it, even one year seems too soon, That's but I, I get it. One. They want to do one every year. But, uh, you know, it, it seemed like, and I think that had something to do with it. And, you know, maybe people uh, just needed the good word of mouth that I, I think is, has come. But ultimately, I think that, the movie will do fine. It's fine. It's 110 million dollars yeah. in four days. It, that, yeah, that's, it's still going to make Disney money. Yeah. It, it, still domestically, gonna sell toys. international, and of course the you know the digital, the yeah. selling the rights to you know era reruns on whatever. Yeah, you know, it's gonna it's gonna make plenty of money, and the only thing that they can do is make more. Whether <laughs> it is another uh, Han Solo movie, like you know maybe we expect but they'll continue the story for sure mm -hmm. you'll get something else with Darth Maul because you don't introduce him at the end of the movie and not want to continue the Let's story just do the Darth Maul movie and Disney could take their first venture into R-rated Star Wars movies and just have him killing a bunch of people just I mean, killing just well, laying they, they should do that with Boba Fett there you go mm -hmm. they could team up Boba Fett and Darth Maul like uh, Tango and Cash you could, ha yeah, you could have them have some sort of dynamic because obviously Boba Fett needs to get trained up by the time he's in Empire. There you go. And yeah. See, we just called Disney. We yeah. wrote it. We wrote it. Uh, we can get some people on the phone. Yeah. And they could say fuck if it's Red <laughs> R. Well, yeah. We know that Star Wars has been lacking a lot of the use of the F word. Yeah, but uh, although I will say that when uh, Star Wars. fucking Wookiee? Yeah. When, yeah. yeah. Whoa, racist. With, Whoa. Uh, with, with Star Trek Discovery being on a streaming service, there was some swearing in it, and it was really jarring. And the first time they did it, they had a character use the F word, and I was just like, "Oh, man, I'm not into that." Oh. It was just unexpected. You and do a shit. Yeah, yeah, no, shit is fine because like there's swearing in like Star Trek Four, like it's played for comedy. Yeah. You know, I, I, that's the one with the whales for people that maybe don't know Star Trek. Oh, the as whale well. one. The whale one has a lot of comedy in it, <laughs> but you know, I first I, one I ever saw. I, I don't know that I need that I need that level of. Swearing. Wearing. I like the fact that there's a moment where Lando says "shh" and then it cuts away from him. Like, good. Yeah. We didn't. We didn't yeah. need that. But yeah. uh, do, do you want to hear a funny story about that? Please. Yes. Um, it's it's not a Star Wars story. It's a South Park story. Okay. When, um, uh, you know, South Park was on for many many seasons before a longer, bigger, and uncut came out. And so, you know, I had watched all those seasons, and uh, you know, all the uh, uh, swearing uh, was beeped out. And, um, uh, well, most of the swearing. And so when, when the South Park movie came out and they allowed all the swearing in, it took me right out of the movie because it, that just wasn't their world. To me, their world was full of, full of beeping out the, <laughs> right. the swearing. And so, so when it was in the movie, it just, you know, there was a, a wall there for me because it wasn't those characters anymore. You know, yeah. I, I think it worked a lot better in the Simpsons movie. There's like one, I think one shit in the Simpsons movie, and it's very funny, I think, the way that uh, Homer yells it. It's the only time it happens in the movie, and I'm like, I think that's a good way to do it. Whereas like right. with South Park, they had episodes where, because it's on cable, they, you know, they could still swear sometimes. It just usually was beeped. And uh, right. yeah, I know what you're saying. Like once it's, it's in the theaters, uh, by the way, that movie South Park Bigger Longer Uncut uh, is the only movie that I've seen 
groups of people walk out of the movie, but in different waves. Like there's a first couple minutes when you get the first people like, no, this isn't for me. And then you have the other ones. And then like in the middle of the movie, there's like, you know, the wife or girlfriend who's like, I told you we need to go to, you know, and like drag the guy out of here, out of there who was enjoying Jesus. it. And it was, just, it was amazing to just watch, you know, it was like what different people's breaking point was. There's some people right away are like, this isn't for me. Some people are 20 minutes in, some people are like an hour and it's like, I just, I, I don't just even think it. we could get that now because people's breaking points aren't, aren't like that. Yeah. Like, well, that's 20 years ago. So yeah. for sure. It would yeah. be like, there's a rape scene. One person walks out, yeah. comes back in with their bucket of popcorn. Like, oh yeah, rape scene. So you're talking about Game of Thrones. Game, I was going to say, you're talking about Game of Thrones. We got a big movie. GOT fan here. Hey. A- anyway, let's let's circle back towards uh, towards Star Wars. Uh, and so, Will, if you know, obviously, I- I'm going to feel like this is a movie you don't feel like you need to see again. But having watched it, you're like, oh, that was fun. I'm glad I I'm glad I saw these scenes that told this story. Yeah, I mean, I'm certainly not upset that I yeah. watched the movie. You know what I mean? Can Can I interject, please, real quick? Um, we know for a fact that Disney has as at least one full series in the works, live action series, right? And uh, possibly two uh, trilogy series uh, working that that aren't tied to the Skywalker family, right. but they're Star Wars. So I think what will happen eventually is that we'll stop seeing a movie a year um, because there'll be a lot of other material available i think once they start one series they'll probably do another uh in 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 some type of different um uh uh uh, uh avenue so if, if one's like this really hardcore action thing one will probably be like a, a semi-comedy character series or something mm-hmm. um just as but, long as they don't do yeah. romance again Right. Yeah. Um, so, so the uh, concern about movies coming out, you know, once a year, I think, is just, just right now because Disney wants to uh, um, cash in on that that big Star Wars interest. But I think the interest is going to be around for a while. Disney is not stupid as far as as uh, generating uh, um, different generations of fans for their material. So. Uh, I just think that that when when the, the TV stuff starts, we'll see a little less of the movie stuff. That makes a lot of sense. I also think that at least you think that if Disney owns Avengers too, and at least with uh, or all the Marvel stuff, uh, at least with Avengers, they had that coming out in the theater before Black Panther was even able to make it out to like DVD release or any of those kinds of things. My guess is that kind of stuff drives a lot of like the digital sales because mm-hmm. then people are like, well, I haven't seen Black Panther. I needed, I was waiting for that to come out on video before I went to go see Avengers. Like my sister, my sister was exactly one of those people. So it was like, she had to wait until Black Panther came out before she could see Avengers. And you can just see somebody being like, oh, it's supposed to be so good. Uh, I'll just spend $20 to see this. And then another $20 like tomorrow to go see Avengers. Yeah, no, I mean, I think all, all that stuff makes sense, and it is this universe building that they're doing with Marvel as well as Star Wars. And I, I think that my initial reaction when I was like, oh, man, they're going to do a Star Wars movie every year was I was excited, and uh, I have enjoyed the movies that have come out, essentially. But I think that, just slow it down a little bit. I think that that's what the box office tells you. Probably not even that people don't want them, is that maybe people want them a little less often. Are we know? getting another one in November? 
No. No. So no, this episode one, nine isn't until what next Christmas? Next next So we got like a yeah. year and a half until yeah. 2019. Yeah. Yeah, which is good because that's it's how great. long that's how long we should have to wait. I just I mean honestly we should have to wait longer. Yeah. But we should at least wait a year and a half right. between them, you know. Yeah, so. from what I understand they're doing pre production on the Kenobi um yeah. movie. They're gonna make right that now. movie? Yeah. yeah. Why? I, because they look because uh, there's so much content where he's young. We've seen it all. Right, but this is like where he's old, yeah. he's he's older. Just yeah, but we slightly, haven't seen him old. Yeah, he's slightly less old than he is in A New Hope. He's keeping an eye on Luke and keeping him out of trouble. Uh, where I do think there is a lot of ground to cover <laughs> is the Boba Fett movie because yeah. Boba Fett. We, nah, just, we've seen his dad. We're good. <laughs> yeah, but seen Boba, like fifty million of his dad. Yeah, but with Boba Fett, it's just like he looks so cool. He barely speaks, he and he sucks. does so little in Empire and in Jedi. And that's the point I always make about Jedi is like he actually does something in Jedi at least. Boba Fett. So I think that's a story. What, I'm like fall. He has a friggin' rocket pack, and yeah. he falls in a pit. Like, come on, man. Look, he's not good at it. All right, clearly. <laughs> Like oh, first time. You know, oh. maybe maybe R two spiked his drink. We don't know. You know, we, we Bo- don't really Boba know Fett that. at the Sarlacc pit is like you know local news reporters <laughs> trying out one of those water jet things. <laughs> Just like whoa. Uh, but I think that that's a story. You know, and look, there's expanded universe stuff where they they've given us a little bit. But even that, I feel like I still don't know that much about Boba Fett. Uh, what do you think, Dave? I mean, you think that that is a good choice for an upcoming movie whenever it might actually come out? Yeah, I think that uh, um, Boba Fett is a real interesting character. I mean, we don't really, we don't know that much about him, but I don't think we really need to know too much about him because that's the mystique of the character. But it would be interesting to see him uh, relating to the underworld of uh, Star Wars. I mean, if he showed up in in the next Han Solo movie as part of... uh, uh, Crimson Dawn, or or you know, he we know he works for Bubba Fat or not uh, uh, for uh, Jabba. Jabba the Hutt, yeah, yeah, and that's where you know uh, Han was going at the end of of this film. So you know, it, it would be very interesting to um, to see what what happens in that. That underworld. Yeah, I, I, uh, I they think they set it up. They set it up real well, and they've set it up. They set it up in in, in a triangle. They they set up the Jabba the Hutt. They set up uh, Crimson Dawn, and then the the Tykes, I think it was that uh, were um, the uh, um, the enemy of the Crimson Dawn. Yes, exactly. They so they set up all those things, and the fact that they they tease the you know going to try and get a job. With with Jabba and uh, you know, there's a lot of things that made me feel like oh, I kind of I, I would like to see that story. I'd like to see Han get in the situation where he owes Jabba the money, you know. And, right. and like like well, like Will's saying is I don't need it, but I feel like I would enjoy that, you know. And it's the kind of story that you used to get in a comic or a novel, but if they want to tell that on the big screen. Well, uh, clearly I will part with my money and I will sit in a chair and I will uh, eat a gallon of popcorn while I watch mm. it. You didn't do that this morning. No. I, <sighs> I, 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 I could have gotten you 20% off. Full I disclosure, I literally left my apartment 
because I haven't eaten yet. Being okay. like, oh, God, please have brought your refill for me. <laughs> I, but not only did you not do that. I didn't get it in the it first wasn't even a full, get it. Because the problem was... It, Some the bullshit. Mo- <laughs> the movie was at 9.30, and I went to Starbucks beforehand, and I had uh, I had a, a, a chocolate croissant. Uh, first of all, there's no excuse, because you texted I know. me that you were going to get popcorn. The true. problem was that I had too much time before the movie, because I dropped my daughter off at like 8.30, and the movie wasn't until 9.30. It's like, I got to do something. Yeah. And you know what I should have done is I should have gotten into the theater and started eating popcorn. So Duh. lesson learned. Uh, anyway, again, we're uh, getting uh, derailed a little bit. Uh, Will, you feel obviously not that excited about a Ben Kenobi movie. No. But what about Boba Fett? Because we don't know that much about him. I guess. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. See, like, it's the same. It's the Krypton thing, which is yeah. where I'm saying, like, that between Gotham is very different for me. Uh, just little child Boba Fett movie where he's like in school. But I don't know. I don't know that much about Boba Fett, and everyone has a boner for him. And I'm like, why he dies? And like, but they're like, well, all these things in the but books looks, and the comics. I'm like, so okay, cool. okay, okay, okay. He looks cool, and he I has think, that upright ship. Yeah. But I the slave one. But yeah. so yeah, if they were like, we're gonna do, it, but, but Boba Fett's a bad guy. Yeah. So you have to tell this movie where it ends with this guy being a bad guy. So I'm like, I, I mean, I would see a Boba Fett movie, a Kenobi yeah. movie. I think I'm gonna hard pass. All right. They have a lot. So, like, uh, unless there's some obscure character that they make into a big deal that I'm like, am I going to want to see the Lando Chewie movie? You know, like what it was with Solo. So, here's why Boba Fett could be interesting because the Mandalorians are really interesting and that's the armor and his heritage. And they've they've done more stuff with the Mandalorians because they were in Rebels. They had like a big storyline in Rebels. That girl character. Sabine, yes. Is is like a royal. Yeah. Mandalorian type thing. Yeah. So and and in the movie we had Mandalorian armor in Crimson Dawn dudes. Uh, yeah. Well, let's little a, let's actually talk Roman. about for a second. There were a lot of Easter eggs that I didn't see. I, I admit fully, but okay. apparently, uh, the idol from Raiders of the Lost Ark is in Drayden Voss's office. What? As are so, as is actually. So I guess. The items from all three real Indiana Jones movies. Actually, no, I think something from four is also in there. The I think there's a crystal skull. skull. So there's four really? so things from yeah. all the Indiana Jones movies. And I was watching at this time. Try, I didn't see any of them. I, I could pretend right now that I, I was like, I totally caught it. No, no I didn't. I, didn't I, catch them, I was looking for them, and I, and I didn't catch them. Uh, and I don't know. Look, that's just fun. You know, that doesn't. that's not going to make a movie good or bad or whatever, but I think it's fun when they do stuff like that. Mm. That seems like the kind of stuff that Ron Howard would think is fun. You know, uh, Dave, what do you think about yeah, doing like stuff like that? Yeah, putting his brother in the movie. Well, of course. I, look, Clint Howard's, oh, well, pra- yeah. Clint, Clint Howard's practically a neighbor of mine yeah. and uh, <laughs> a, a, a friend of the old Dennis Miller show. So I'm always excited to see him. He was also in the season finale of uh, Star Trek Discovery. Oh. So I'm always excited when uh, I get to see him. What's his face with the giant ears? No, it's called? not his character from when he was a kid. No. It's, a, it's a new character. Romulan? So, Is it a, what was that? Uh, he was a little kid. You're putting me on the spot. Sorry. He drank Tranya. I forget what his character <laughs> name was. That was the drink. That he oh, drank. but he drank Tranya. No, but I remember that because he says it. Anyway, uh, so yeah, but obviously that I suppose could have taken some people out of the movie. But uh, Dave, what do you think about some of including some of these little Easter eggs, including Clint Howard and items from Raiders of the Lost Ark? Uh, I think it's fun. Certainly, you know, it'll take you out of the movie for you know a minute. Uh, you say, "Wow, that's cool!" But for me, you 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 make that association, and, and then the movie continues. Uh, it's fun to see that. I mean, there was uh, there was a lot of really fun things in um, 
uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Dryden Voss's uh, uh, office. Uh, that, the Vision, by the yeah. way. It's the same. Oh, you mean Paul Bettany, The Vision? Yes. Yes, yeah. yes exactly. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the actor who plays Vision oh, in the oh. Avengers movies. Yeah, and, and Jarvis's oh, okay. voice. And Jarvis's voice. Who honestly, I always thought was Jude Law. I always <laughs> thought Jude Law was the voice of no, Jarvis. No, that's Dumbledore, and then he'll probably also be Obi Wan. I'm so confused. No, he's something else too. All right, but anyway, so <laughs> so, uh, so there were cool uh, things in his office. Yeah, there there were just a, a lot of really fun things. You mentioned a few. Um, you know, seeing that um, uh, the Mandalorian armor. It, uh, you know. It, it could be, and we don't know enough about Voss, but it could be, you know, he might be, you know, part Mandalorian. That might be his armor, mm. which uh, would be interesting. Um, there was a, a Sith holocron uh, in in one corner. Yes, uh, I, that from, I do remember playing, seeing. Yeah, yeah from, from playing uh, uh, Old, Repl- Old Republic, you know, you get those bouncing all around that game. And so that was fun to see one of those. Uh, in the film, I, I, um, I liked the uh, the sort of the, the merging of L three with the Millennium Falcon, sort of giving it personality because the way that we know the ship, it always it always had personality. So I like that they literally did that. I mean, that's not something that I ever really thought and about. And the navigation, yeah, right. It, it makes um, the the moment uh, um, Han Solo uh, sees. Yeah, uh, 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 now I'm drawing a blank. Right. Uh, Lando. Uh, yeah. When, when they, and and Lando says, "How's my girl?" Oh uh, yeah. It it really makes that uh, line in Empire Strikes Back uh, much more poignant. Mm-hmm. Um, in in that uh, you know he's still connected to the Falcon. Yeah, I I think uh, getting to see things like that were were definitely you know just sort of fun little backstory things that again you don't need but they're like oh that's kind of interesting I, I like stuff like that and I thought that that was a good character apparently she annoyed some people uh, there were reports of when Ooh. she died there were people who like cheered oh, yeah. in some screenings that's the dumbest shit I've ever yeah heard. but it's just I, I don't know and you okay. know I was I was talking to our friend uh, Jason Blair who was like wow she was like really kind of like preaching whatever I'm like yeah but it was for comedy like the social justice robot or droid excuse me I thought it was really funny and, yeah. and like everything was like uh, can I get you anything yeah equal rights well you were in the bathroom when that happened oh. uh, but uh, yeah but it's fine uh, it's okay fun. I find it funny I, I, that, like, I, think they, come... I think they pushed it a little, little too far like the equal rights line yeah. uh, it, it, they already made that point uh, very you know, during the first scenes with her in it, so heaven forbid we have equal rights. Well, you know, for for droids, ridiculous. Yeah, but I, anyway, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting character. I like that the droids we're getting have different personalities. And what the you know, my wife said something really funny about this. It's like people are complaining about droids being annoying in these movies. Is there a droid more annoying than C-3PO? I don't think so, but yet I love him, mm. so it's okay. You know, no, no, I've never seen a droid more annoying than C-3PO, but he's such a great character. I'm, I'm wondering why people are so upset about the personification of droids, because I'm pretty sure in the original trilogy that everybody still has massive boners for, there's scenes of droids torturing other droids with hot, like, irons, <laughs> which is the most fucking ridiculous thing that's ever been shown. Yeah, that's... Oh, my metal feet! Yeah. Ah! 
that's, that, but but that's the Jawas. They were into stuff like that. Let's no, be it, was, it, it no, wasn't the Jawas not, doing it. It was no. a droid doing it. It was on no, the, no, no, the but it was on, it was on the droid. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying the Jawas had Wait, programmed, they programmed the, a droid yeah, to be sadistic. Exactly. And, and another droid to just <laughs> emulate pain for yeah, no reason. Yeah. You know, this yeah. brings well, up a great that's, question. That's why they weren't allowed in the can- <laughs> cantina. You know, they were just yeah. been, uh, irritating. It, it brings up a great question, Dave. How long do you think before we get the Jawas movie? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get a TV series before that. Yeah. Happens. And, you know, look, I was a kid when they were out, and I, I know that they don't hold up well, but I, I really liked the two Ewoks TV movies. Now, granted, I was, I think, eight and nine when they were out. And yeah, like when episode one came out. Yeah, and you saw episode one how many times? Eight times? Eight times. In the theater. theater. Yeah. yeah. God bless you. Except I had Darth Maul, and you had pretty much nothing in those movies. Uh, no, I had, <laughs> I had Wicked. Your face. And speaking of Wicked, I love seeing Warwick Davis in this movie. Yes. I love I, And I think that they sort of establish in some way that he's the same character he plays in Phantom Menace mm-hmm. who just uh, ages really, yeah just ages really slow or possibly a relative and you know there were some uh, cool aliens and things that we saw like some of the Marauders characters and just backgrounds you know characters that we've seen or alien species at least that we've seen from animated series you know like the uh, I can't quite remember what the name of the species is but it's the like very pale white like sort of I think she was with the Inquisitor on Rebels maybe at one point and you know it's like the really white skin with like oh, the, the, the big ponytail bounty hunter yeah like yeah. that yeah so that, that's a species oh Arl Singh yes exactly did you catch that line where uh, 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 Beckett killed her yeah mm-hmm. that's right that's what he like said about her. her yeah it's, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like oh I pushed her I think the fall killed her yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that was a nice just sort of throwaway line yeah. that, that most people really wouldn't get because I don't think she was named in the prequel I think you just saw her Right. In the prequel, so, and, and then and then the toys and stuff gave her a name. Yeah, that's a lot of things where, uh, at least for the original trilogy, like I knew character names and things because I had the action figures. Yeah, and it was you know it's just that was how you knew anything. You know? And Fist Nest. And Fist Nest was really rolls off the tongue, uh-huh. but uh, good for tuna. Yeah, uh-huh. when the, is there anything more anticlimactic when she takes off that helmet and it's just like, okay, it's a girl. That that's I wanted it to be like a character. I, yeah. My eyes oh. literally like scanned the screen and then the room because like they took and they held on her face for a really long time. Like, and I, who I went, is this? My is this? face. I wish this was a visual medium. I was just like, they were like. Oh, it's a black girl who has like somewhat features yeah. of albinism, but, but I not really. Maybe it was the daughter was of the woman tell. who sacrificed herself. To which Woody Harrelson showed little to any emotion mm-hmm. after his friends died. Which I thought if they could have taken at least thirty seconds to have him teary-eyed when he made the grave, hey. but then he started cracking wise. Like, guess we got to make good in our job, even though my girlfriend just fucking died. That's, yeah, because like, that, he that's... doesn't need to be relatable because he's a bad guy in the end. It's true. <laughs> that's what, that's what Woody does. Just do that in the end and justify behavior when it's a twist. You'd be I, like, oh. Uh, but you can because we did with Benicio del Toro already. Just I, like, eh. I was I saying, I was saying this to Will. Uh, I like, but he was creepy all the way through. I, I was saying this to Will after the movie. I like Woody Harrelson. I like him being in these movies. I just don't know why they always have to give him like really bad hair. Yeah. Like if you're gonna give him hair, have it like look like it actually belongs on his head. Uh, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I, yeah, never <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, I I thought he was a he was a good character, and I think uh, Han learned a valuable lesson. Uh, Dave, I think that there can be no quibbling over the fact that Han indeed shot first uh, in the uh, mm. culmination at the you know the finale yeah. of the movie. That that was that was a nice touch, a nice uh, you know throwback to the original film. Yeah. Uh, and and the uh, uh, the change that Lucas made in that, uh, I think it was very uh, uh, fun that Howard, Ron Howard uh, 
went very contrary uh, to Lucas on that. And, and uh, uh, I think it worked. I think that's the way it should have been. Uh, it was, it was a, I think, a good character-building um, uh, scene uh, for, for what we know Han was, or Han turned into. Uh, so he, he, he started out as this sort of, sort of wisecracking kid on the streets of Corellia and then ended up just being this hard, bitter um, guy. Uh, at the end. Yeah, the and, kid at the beginning of the movie, it's hard to imagine growing up to being the Harrison Ford uh, Han Solo, but at the end of the movie, you at least start to see, like, alright, yeah, he's he's seen a little bit now, you know, he, he's, he's lived some. I just had right. a realization right. that uh, shouldn't Han Solo never, ever meet Darth Maul because in A New Hope he's like the Force that's just some hokey religion bullshit so if he meets a Force wielder that pretty much throws that out the window but he can always feel that way about it and just you know I I think that that's something they're very very (laughs) mindful of he doesn't necessarily have to meet him. You know what I mean? Like, what are they going to go out for drinks? Well, I'm that it, if they're going to resolve this whole Kira being influenced by him, and if Han is going to have anything to do with that, you would imagine he'd have to meet a force wielder, a very powerful force wielder, so powerful that he's able to keep himself alive I when cut in half. I have a solution. We yes. don't make another one. We just <laughs> oh. go. We and go then to he flew off. The yeah. You know what? You're right. It's I fine. think I think Disney's realized that they don't want any more uh, intellectual property. They don't want any more merchandising. No, they not don't another want... Star Wars. So Kira Let's was... Let's just not follow up the solo movie. Let's just do something else now. So Kira... just episode nine? Yeah. And then that's it. Nothing else. No, you, you're missing the point. Yes, I am. I don't need to see how this resolves in the movie. But I want to see I it. I don't care. Jeff wants to see it, too. <sighs> and I, I feel like... It. Yeah, Dave Dorman wants Knightley. to see it. You know how it all ends up tying up? Don't uh, say it. Luke kills... <sighs> uh, well, he fights Darth Vader. Vader kills Palpatine. And then it's all good. You just ruined it. But everything. is it all good after that? No, because then Han dies, ultimately. Well, he does ultimately die, but also there's a bunch of other sh- like the whole empire's yeah. still around fucking up the galaxy. Yeah, no, it's rough. They, spoiler alert: they build the same device, but the size of a planet, and it's supposed to do the Why same. Why would you do thing. that? I don't know. Uh, but you can access it. Oh, through because the it can shoot same multiple things at once. Last, mm. Yeah, a couple totally of different. Yeah, well, I, I think that we're going to get plenty more of these. I think that they're going to map out their release schedule a little bit more carefully. You know, I think that yeah. they're not going to do you know like. Uh, trilogy movie in December, standalone movie in May. You know, I don't, I don't think we'll see that again. Well, they're shooting episode nine, right? I but believe so. But they're obviously not shooting anything else simultaneously. So with post production, everything it's going to take at least a year. It'll after be a while before out. we get another. Uh, I, I almost used the word solo to not mean Han Solo. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know. That, that was a nice little him. throw in that he doesn't really have a last name. And they some people apparently solo. hated that. I think that's funny. I was reading I that, that was fans great. were like so upset. They're I don't know. Like, well, his name is Han Solo. Well, I was like, Dave, Dave, you can you can speak to this. Uh, if there's anything that ever happens, uh, there will be some contingent of fans that get really upset. <laughs> yes. Right? There's everything upsets yeah. someone. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there are you know fans who are are will only watch the original trilogy. Uh, there are fans who watched the prequels and you know sort of dismissed them, and then there are fans who, um, you know, only like New Hope and everything else is just all you know. I don't want to see that. That's not really Star Wars. So I, I mean, really, uh, it's it's fun movie stuff. Uh, it's not that serious. It's just a movie, 
and uh, you know, enjoy it for what it is. I mean, they've done a lot of world building in in the uh, ten movies that they made so yeah. far, and uh, I think it's a really interesting world. It's a big, it's a big galaxy, and I I certainly would like to see more of it. Uh, you know, I'm I'm ready for the Skywalker story to end, mm-hmm. and I agree them, with that for sure. And then move on to other things. I think Rogue One was a really good example of what they can do outside of the Skywalker trilogy, uh, or I guess it's not a trilogy anymore. It's 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 a nineology. Not a gone. You know, but but it's it's a bigger world, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, uh, they interviewed um, uh, what's her name, uh, 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 Kira. Um, oh, uh, who, Amelia Clark, who yeah, I didn't yeah. realize was that girl from Game of Thrones and, the nice Termi- and Terminator Gen- Genesis. Sarah I didn't realize Connor. I didn't realize it was even her until we started recording. You this. like the T one thing? I just I said like no, no, I just didn't register why you started talking about that. I'm, I was I'm like, slow. oh yeah, she said yeah. she d- is glad that that movie didn't do well. Yeah, yeah, but we started yeah. talking, but it's because I mentioned Terminator Genesis. Oh, okay. Anyway, because yeah. uh, I saw that in next week, week before Solo that that it made the connection to me that that it was her. Well, I'm not smart. I saw. The movie, I saw the movie twice, but also to be fair, I don't watch that show, uh, and uh, the people continue to be amazed that I don't. I had a Twitter conversation just yesterday about somebody who's like, "No, come on, you have to." And I was like, it's "No, right. I just, I just." It's don't. almost over, and then once it's over, you can be like, "I just didn't do it," and people will be like, "It's like people keep telling me to watch Lost," and I'm oh, like, "No, that I would, show has been over for years. Yeah, no, no. I'm never fucking I, watching I, Lost. I, I love I, I that show, but no, don't watch it. I'm never going to not watch it. <laughs> See, what those people are forgetting is that the the real great. Uh, experience of Lost was when it was on. Yeah. And having no fucking clue what was going to oh, be happening. And, and by the way, you know who else had no idea what was the happening? The writers. Yeah. I'm a, exactly. They had no idea. And, and like, that seems like cheap and shitty now, it, like, after the fact. But it was, I thought that was, it was great in terms of, like, the social experience of being like, Oh man, it's like Westworld. Like if you watch the first season of Westworld, you could debate each episode with your friends. Like, oh, what do you think's gonna happen? Also, what do you think they are? Who's from, this? From knowing someone who worked on season two of Westworld, they also had no idea what they were doing with that yeah, show. They also, just made, they just made it up at the end. Also, not watching that. Watch the pilot. Was like, got it, got it. Yeah. I got enough uh, well, robot mysteries. Anyway, uh, Dave, <laughs> we would like to talk to you for a couple more minutes, but I know Will, you do have to go. You have places to be I and do. shows I to, to produce. I have I, to take care of Dave the dog before yeah, I go to Beverly exactly. Hills. So I would like to give you uh, a moment for just some final thoughts for about the Star Wars universe doesn't even have to be about I this I feel like film. I seem so angry every time I come on now to talk about some movies I, I mean I wasn't upset about Avengers I liked Avengers I, I'm just overwhelmed there's so much content and it's hard for me to muster the desire to care about things that don't really directly affect what I'm doing so like when I go I'm always moderately pleasantly surprised like with this I was like oh I had a good time because yeah. I had no to low expectations sure um but Deadpool two, you I were do, disappointed. Deadpool two, I Avengers, did not enjoy. you were you were alright. Yeah, you liked Avengers. Um, I I do. I'm looking forward to the Skywalker stuff being over, and yeah. now Luke's dead as a character, and unfortunately Carrie Fisher's passed away. So they have no other option but yeah. to push this forward in Episode nine. So that I'm really excited for because what I liked as a kid was like the old Republic stuff. I was like, let's go way back in time, yeah, or way out in the stretches. Also, I it's time that we can start heavily loading up the movies with Jedi stuff. I like we did enough of the like we had it there for a second and then there, we didn't have it after the prequels and then the main movie was like it was just Luke and Vader kind of and now in these movies it's like barely even there with Rey 
after these um, ones, like I just need a lot of fucking lightsabers. I need yeah, a ton of lightsabers uh, and uh, no blasters. Let's just do some old Republic shit. That's right. what I want to see. What were you gonna say, yeah. Dave? I was gonna say, yeah, the old Republic uh, uh, stuff. If you saw the previews uh, for um, uh, the old Republic game, yeah, uh, that was that great animated uh, um, battle stuff with just lightsabers going off, blasters going off. You know, Sith versus versus uh jedi yeah uh that was great you know if they can spend that much money you know building those uh those virtual sets and, and those characters let's see a you know full-length movie yeah um you know that that was some really fun uh work some really fun images yeah and i, I think that there probably is you know a 20-year plan for star wars yeah. that includes yeah. that at some point probably uh well anyway uh will sterling we appreciate you uh joining us here with your thoughts on the movie that you didn't think you were going to see i i well, feel I like told i told you both and i texted you i said should i see it right and, after and, I knew you and both i said yes it. you said yes and jeff was like yeah yeah jeff wasn't well, it wasn't like a resounding yes but yeah. you were like I mean, I'm not yeah, saying but, no. But then I Let's si- be honest. Wh- who was more in line yeah. with your final thoughts of the film? Both you guys in different ways. Yeah, because, because I did enjoy it. Mine was based largely on Darth Maul being Just in that one cameo. Yeah, no, you're like, pretty much. I texted him. He was like, shut up. Darth Maul's in the movie. He's going to love it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and I was right. I yeah. knew you would like I that. I didn't dislike it. And I love the music. John Powell's a wonderful yeah, composer. I'm, no, you so know, I'm glad you brought it up because I wanted to talk about it. Sometimes yeah. the music hasn't always been Michael great. Michael Giacchino got burned on, he's always wanted to do a Star Wars movie. And he did Rogue One because they dropped the composer and he had like six weeks to do the whole score. That's not fair. And it was Because he's a great composer. You want to talk about Lost. Good. One reason to watch Lost is Michael Giacchino's music. But Disney's also burned him into the ground. He yeah. works so much that even his now his Marvel scores like they, there's a level of sameness. Right. Like Doctor Strange score is just the Star Trek theme, but like that was an unfortunate thing. But John Powell is really great, and he does the it's kind of like an offshoot, but How to Train Your Dragon scores and a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, and did some X Men stuff. But the How to Train Your Dragon scores are so good, and I noticed on the track listing there's a John Williams one where it's like The Adventures of Han, and then the rest is him. Yeah. So a good reason to why I go see movies, to be honest with you, is the soundtrack because I love scores. So I was like, fuck, at least I can see if the music's any good, you know. And and I and I, I did really I, like was. the score. I thought it was much, good. Much I liked better. the way that they utilized some of the John Williams music in mm-hmm. really key moments. Like, yeah, you know, when the, they I was hoping once they get in the Millennium Falcon, they use the turret. I wanted to hear like dun 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 dun. Yeah, dun. We, we and they did, did get it, it, and I yeah. was like, I yeah, got it. Exactly, yes, it's in. Uh, all right, so well, that made me happy. We will uh, have somebody compose a Will Sterling theme song yeah. for a future episode. Of course, we have the Black Cast theme song, and in the near future, we will freestyle. But uh, thank you for your time, Will Sterling. DJ Tanner. Yes, we'll talk about all of that in the future on the Black Cast. Now, Dave, one of the things I wanted to ask you, and I think I ask you this each time we have you, because we've had you on after each of the Disney Star Wars movies. After the movie was over... Was there anything that stood out as like, oh, I can't wait to you know get into the the art room, the drawing room? I don't even know what to call it. Get into the studio. Is there the something studio. you're like that you're like, oh, I really want to get in the studio and work on a piece of this or that? Is there something that came to mind immediately? Um, a couple of things. Uh, certainly, the war um, uh, uh, episode um, really opened up a lot of really cool costuming and and uh, uh, with the um, uh, trench warfare. Uh, some really cool vi- uh, visuals with that, so that that uh, you know got me thinking about uh, doing a little bit more war-oriented, uh, um, you know, stormtroopers. Uh, that was that was fun. Uh, seeing the other you know costumes, those snow guys uh, on top of the train, um, a, li- a little bit different with those magnetic boots. 
you know, you could have uh, a, a gunfight, uh, you know, going up the side of, of, you know, a metal building or something, or like the old Batman where they're pulling themselves <laughs> off the Yeah, up and the you, could ha- you could have celebrity cameos, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, Ryan Seacrest <laughs> can pop out and say, hey, how's it going there? Uh, that yeah. sort of thing. And I liked that those uh, basically snow troopers – they look different than the ones on Hoth from Empire Strikes Back. They had sort of like fur and all that. They look like a mix of the sand troopers, yeah, that uh, or shore troopers from Rogue One. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good observation. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, what what a very small part of of the beginning that I thought was really fun and I may play with a little bit was the uh, uh, motorcycle cop. Uh, trooper oh yeah <laughs> you, i thought about that yeah for like like you know 30 seconds yeah but i thought that was very cool with this big blocky uh, a motorcycle and and uh you know the uniform it was like a, a scout uh, scout uh, uniform yeah but, no that could uh, be fun yeah because now you could have him pull somebody over some other characters you know and actually make it a little bit of a of a fun lighthearted thing uh yeah. you know to backtrack to the easter eggs we were talking about uh, I remember now one of the things that I wanted to mention. You know, it was a it was definitely a nod to the hardcore fans. There's uh, the moment when Woody Harrelson's character's name is Beckett, right? Because mm-hmm. I always call him yeah. Woody Harrelson, and I know that that's not his character name. Uh, when he had on Lando's disguise from Return of the Jedi, oh yeah, I thought that was awesome. I was very excited to see that. The, you know, again, one of those things. It's, just, it's a little nod. Doesn't add or dis- detract from the story in any way. But it's like, oh, that's fun. I like that he's wearing that. You know. Oh, but but it makes it makes Lando a more interesting character as well because Lando obviously had that costume in the Millennium Falcon. And so it's it's evidently stayed there all those years. Yeah. Uh, and just seeing you know the character's cloak room, literal cloak room. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and you you get an idea that uh, there's more to the Millennium Falcon than just uh, that little um, uh, chess area yeah. where where they play chess and then Luke did his little uh, training and the corridor that goes into the cockpit. Yeah. So, I- I, I was glad to see the chess game again, and maybe we have an explanation for why it doesn't work quite so well. Uh, but also, uh, the, talking about the cloakroom, I thought that was very funny. You know, Kira couldn't resist. She had to try on a cape. And just the observation, it's a lot of capes, and you're just probably too many. And then when she goes to put out the fire, he's like, no, that's a custom piece. I just, I don't yeah. know. That just so adds into why Lando is a great multifaceted character uh in our final minutes here you know and, I, and just just real yeah, quick when you see when you see her walking off on on uh, castle um uh or not castle the, the spice uh, spice plant plant castle. castle well they made the castle run yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, the, when she comes off the millennium falcon and is wearing that cape you 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 know it, it struck me in seeing the the previews that she might have been you know in a uniform but it's not. She was wearing one of his capes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a good observation. The ship. And I thought that was very funny. Uh, and again, as we start to as we start to wind down here, I wanted to just sort of take a moment. And if there's anything that maybe didn't sit right with either of you, something you were like, oh, I didn't need that. I mean, uh, I think uh, L3 is something that some people have complained about, but I don't think it I don't think it is really to the detriment of the movie. You know, it's uh, kind of funny, the droid uprising, you know, at least it's played for comedy, I think. I think that's very funny, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there anything, Dave, that uh, stands out for you that 
oh, this was kind of a missed opportunity or this was a kind of not the right tone or anything like that that stood out for you? Uh, no, I uh, um, thought that, that overall the, the movie did what it was supposed to. It, it gave you sort of a background on, on Han Solo, but more so it was a fast moving movie. It was fast paced. I don't feel that there was any slow parts uh, even when they, you know, get to the party and they're just talking or, or whatever, uh, the the plot kept moving along. Uh, uh, the the questions that are left at the end, certainly, you know, I'm sure they have a sequel plan, so that doesn't bother me. Uh, just overall, I really did enjoy it for being a Star Wars movie, you know, first and foremost, and, you know, showing us a little bit more Han, uh, but really showing us more of the world, uh, yeah. more of the different characters there. Um, I really liked it a lot. You know, I'll get it on DVD. You know, I may even see it in the theater again, you know, one or two more times. It was yeah. a fun film, like Rogue One. You know, yeah, I, really I, I found it to be fun, and that's kind of all I really wanted from it, you know. And leading up to it, I, I was very upfront beforehand and said that, you know, Han was sort of the thing that it was just an unknown for me. I was excited about Lando and Chewie and the Falcon and, you know, all these things. And uh, I think, as I said, you know, it didn't take long. He, he grew on me, and I think you just had to get used to somebody. You know, it's like it's like the first time seeing a new James Bond, you know. It's like... As good as I think Daniel Craig is now, it's like well he didn't he didn't really look like James Bond. It took a little time for me to get used to it. I think he's great, and to think back on that now, it's like well that seems kind of silly. But you know I think you just have to you have to let somebody walk around in the shoes a little bit. And uh, on the whole, yeah. I thought it was it was fun. I may I may like this one. I don't know. I put it this way. I think it's the most rewatchable of the Disney Star Wars movies because it is fun. It might be something that you can kind of watch a little bit more passively, have it on in the back and concentrate on the parts you like the most. And that's not to discredit some of the movie. It's just, you know, I think uh, as good as Rogue One is, it's a little bit of a downer, you know, <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Uh, I, um, um, uh, sorry to cut you off. No, that's okay. You didn't. I was basically uh, finished with my thought. Okay. Um, two, two things. Uh, one, um, th they didn't tell you how Han Solo got Harrison Ford's scar on his chin. I was hoping that Lando was going to whack him, you know, somewhere along the line yeah. and give him that scar that's uh, on his chin. And we'll have to save that, I guess, for the next one. Yeah, I, I did like how in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, they showed how River Phoenix got that scar, like picking up the right. whip for the first time. So I think that they're very mindful of, okay, we have a movie where we showed how that scar happened. Let's really try and make it good, you know, but, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and the second thing is, um, I know that Ron Howard filmed or refilmed up to 75% of the movie. And so I know that it was rewritten as well. Uh, having seen one of the art books, you get a, a good feeling of some of the stuff that was, that was taken out, uh, originally. Uh, it would be interesting to see what that was. I could see that from those uh, pieces of artwork and the little snippets of information that they give, it, it was much darker. Uh, it was it was more serious. Um, and uh, I think that the choice to make it more sort of adventure and humorous was a good choice. Uh, I think that is is the Han Solo character. Uh, he's he's a little bit lighter than than uh, uh, you know most of the characters in in the films, 
and so there had to be a lot of uh, sort of quips and and comedic things going on. So, uh, but it would be interesting to see some of those those scenes that um, were the original uh, film. Uh, now I'm hoping that the DVD will do it. Uh, I know that uh, uh, they refilmed the ending of, of Rogue One. I was hoping that the DVD would put that stuff on there too, but they didn't. They didn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I, and I think that you're right. They had the right tone. I think that, for lack of a better descriptive term, I think it's good that they didn't try and make, you know, Christopher Nolan's Han Solo or Zack Snyder's Han Solo. You know, I think right. that dark Han Solo, I think there are some dark elements to the character, but it, it, Star Wars is supposed to be more fun than that. I think, the to go back to the idea of the Boba Fett movie, that's something that I think could be a little bit darker and grittier and maybe not played up for all that much humor. But uh, right. I think they hit the right tone. Uh, Jeff, yeah. was there anything for you that you were like, man, I wasn't crazy about this? Because I think you liked the movie less than I did because of our uh, initial text conversation with Will. Mm. You're like, yeah, it's okay. Uh, but was I, there anything I, that really stands out like, oh, I could have done without this or this or that could have been better? I mean, you guys were kind of talking about it because what I really got hung up on is the reshoots. You, you hear all this news and all this stuff coming out about, like, oh, we got him an acting coach, and oh, we brought Ron Howard in because they weren't capturing our tone correctly and all this stuff. So you're like, oh, okay, so if you're going to, like, do all this reshoot and, like, make it public enough that I'm aware of all these types of things, yeah. I'm going to expect him to do a pretty good, uh, not impression, but an homage at least. Basically, exactly what Donald Glover did for Billy D. Williams. Sure. I was expecting from Alden Ehrenreich for Harrison Ford and you didn't get it like a whiff of it so that I got really hung up on because I was just like oh wow you don't remind me of Harrison Ford at all uh, other than maybe look somewhat sometimes but, so, yeah there were moments where I'm like oh he kind of looks like him yeah, yeah. but it's and so beyond that I was enjoying I was enjoying the humor I was enjoying the relationships for the most part I thought it was interesting I liked um, I thought the action was really fun I liked that little crew of Beckett's uh with the Ardinian, yeah, I can't the, remember the, his name. The John Favreau character. Yeah. Who, he was really uh, funny. Will turned to me during the movie. He's like, okay, I know I'm supposed to recognize that voice, but who is it? I'm like, it's John Favreau. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, I know, and I'm, I'm glad they didn't give it some crazy accent. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You know, just, just have him talking very, um, very well-spoken English you know, instead of trying to do a, um, a what's that uh, junk dealer's name from? Oh, do, you uh, mean, do you mean Watto? From, yeah, Watto. Yeah, and, and I <laughs> thought that was fun. I thought that was a great character, yeah. and, and it was a fun accent, and it fit that yeah. character. But it was nice not having um, a sort of goofy accented yeah. character for uh, a non-human. Watto is a favorite here on the Blackcast, and uh, in the past uh, we've had Watto make an appearance on the show. Unfortunately, he's not available today. He may have <sighs> already he may have already left. But uh, <laughs> I just realized the one thing that uh, or one other thing that kind of is now sticking out: the other Wookie. There, so there was you it, know it didn't look like Chewbacca, right? It's no, like, it I, didn't not it didn't just not look like Chewbacca. It looked like a, it looked like a shitty costume, like it looked like <laughs> a bad like a Halloween made, costume that you would have bought like in the, 1980. You know the end of Step Brothers when it's like one's wearing the Chewbacca mask and the other's wearing just like the all rubber Chewbacca right. Chewbacca mask. And he's like, oh, it's not movie quality, but that's all right. <laughs> like that's what it, that now I realize that that's a, a very dramatic. And I think the idea was that this is because it was a slave, it was like starved. That's why it was yeah, all like skinny I, I, and malnourished looking. Yeah, I, but I the face say, just looked, looked too like stiff. One of the, 
the one of the apes from 2001, oh, uh, yeah. just just a little bit taller. Yeah, no, it, it is something that you know. And by the way, I was very glad that he didn't just happen to run into Mala, his wife, or mm. possibly beloved characters Itchy or Lumpy from the holiday special. <laughs> Maybe Dave, if we're lucky, we'll get we'll get Itchy and Lumpy in, in an upcoming installment. Uh, and B. Arthur? You know, they'll have to do like Peter Cushing and do CGI B. Arthur. Uh, oh, there we go. Yeah. But, I think uh, it, it'd be worth the price of, of doing that CGI to get B. Arthur to sing in the cantina. Alden's best scene was when he was speaking Wookiee to Chewbacca. The that first was very time. funny. That was pretty. That was. That was particularly funny to me. That that was very funny. That's the first. <laughs> that's that's the moment where it's like, oh, this is fun watching them together. Yeah. You know, and yeah, uh, yeah. that that was a great uh, example of the tone. Well, yeah. I I don't know. I I enjoyed it. I think people uh, should at least give it a chance. Uh, I wonder how much people get put off by things like the box office returns and the tomato meter, which I think is the the worst thing that's happened to movies. It's just oh, like, yeah. well, Rotten Tomatoes says this. And I'm like, yeah, but that's like, it's like an aggregate of reviews and there are certain kinds of movies that people don't like. Look, I don't like Fast and Furious movies. That's just me. But if... If you like those movies and you see that it got like a 20 on Rotten Tomatoes, you're like, oh, my God, this is going to have all the stuff I want in this movie. You know, so I, I don't know. I don't look. I'll notice it when it, if it gets talked about a lot. You're like, oh, you know, like uh, what? Uh, Batman vs Superman had like a 33 or something. You're like, yeah. OK, that's low. But I still saw it. A know? good indicator for me is sometimes is if a comedy looks like it's going to be on the fence where you're like, oh, did you burn every good joke yeah. in this trailer? Like, or do you really have two minutes of material and that's what you made the trailer out of and now if I go see this movie I'll be like oh this is garbage oh hey that scene from the trailer <laughs> yeah comedy's different I, you know like uh, Neighbors 2 didn't even have enough jokes for the trailer but that's a different story <laughs> uh, I think for genre films you know science fiction superhero yeah. movies I think it's and then like, with dramas I feel like you have to like knock off at least 20% because yeah. they just they'll be like oh 100% you go see it and you fall asleep this is the most <laughs> boring drama yeah. ever <laughs> Uh, anyway, so that, that's what I'm saying. I, I think people should see it. And, and Jeff, you know, the, you, you drag your feet a little bit, but you had fun, and you're not going to tell people to not see it. Right? I enjoyed it. Like, straight up, as soon as we left, I was hung up on Alden, and I was like, I think I need to see this again. Now that yeah. I've got that out of my system, yeah. I think I'll enjoy it more a second viewing. I and definitely enjoyed it more the second time but that's my it's always my thing because yeah. i'm not worried about where it's going you know i'm like oh this fun part's gonna come up i can't wait you know see like yeah. i feel like the the experience of the first time is usually the best so it's like if i can have a really great first experience i'll love a movie even if it's bad like i probably hung on to jurassic world more partly just because i love how mad it makes will but partly because it was like i just had a lot of fun seeing it the first time because yeah. i was like oh jurassic dinos yeah was it a great movie? Like well, upon second viewing, you're kind of like, oh yeah, this was a giant. No, sack, and the uh, the the trailer for the next one, I'm like, wait, so dinosaurs are sneaking into kids' windows and scare them? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, that I'm looks just, like one of the worst movies I, that I've ever seen a trailer for. I'm so glad I'm not a child right now because I just, with my <laughs> active imagination, I guess maybe that's what they burned imaginations out of children. Because if I saw a scene like that when I was like five yeah. to eight, I would have. I would have imagined that every night. I've been like, "Oh, there's a dino sneaking in my room to like pull down yeah. the sheets." Yeah, terrify, piss the <laughs> yeah, bed immediately. I, uh, Dave, uh, Jeff has told this story before on the show, but the uh, TV miniseries version of it with 
uh, Tim Curry, you know, when the little kid right. gets pulled into the sewer, mm-hmm. uh, Jeff was afraid to poop for months. Like he just years, <laughs> years. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to mistell your story. I would, squ- I would stand like squat <laughs> so I could keep an eye on the hole of the toilet because you never know when the clown's gonna be in there. I don't want one never of those know. demon hands reaching up, <laughs> or do you? Anyway, on that note, uh, Dave Dorman, thank you so much for always uh, making the time to talk to us on the Blackcast about uh, uh, Star Wars movies. And uh, anything else uh, that uh, we should know that you're uh, working on, or should they just go to davedorman.com to uh, keep in touch? Yeah, davedorman.com, uh, Dave Dorman artist on Facebook. And uh, for those of you to go to conventions, I'll be at the Heroes Convention in um, Charlotte, North Carolina on the 15th, the 16th of June. And then I'll be out in San Diego for the big San Diego show, third week of uh of um, July, uh, July, yeah. Yep. And did I hear that uh, you'll be at a at a con in Palm Springs? I I, I know someone who lives there, and maybe I'm oh, wrong. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah that, that's a newer newer convention that I committed to. So yeah, yeah. that's coming up in it's September, October, yeah, maybe. That's uh, uh, but yeah, I'll be out in, in Palm Springs. Keep an eye on the Facebook. That's where the yeah. announcement will be. Friend made. friend of the Black Cast, who I mentioned earlier, Jeff Winstead, who I also got a copy of Action Comics 1004. He lives there now, and uh, he's also. A uh, you know he's a he's a graphic design artist. He does uh, some really cool designs for a beer company. That uh, by the way, he gave me more beer. Jeff nice. will have in a future episode. But he also has <laughs> his own his own comic book that he self publishes publishes called the Alternate. So he'll be there, and uh, now he can cool. he can come say hi because you guys have the black cast in common. But DaveDorman.com, that's where you'll find uh, all of those things. And uh, Dave, uh, you know, it might be a little while before we have another Star Wars movie, but uh, I'm sure that there'll be something that we'll be able to talk about again soon. We always enjoy having you on the show. Anytime. I'm just here working, you know, drawing stuff. (laughs) That's right. And that's a great reason to keep in touch with people because they could be like, all right, so I want that police droid from Solo pulling over Boba Fett for driving too fast and you know he hey. didn't he didn't have Han and Carbonite like you know mounted down properly so he's going to get a second ticket I don't know I'm just coming up with crazy ideas that's I've, I've written that down <laughs> that's, that's, that's the next down. one alright thank you Dave Dorman and of course at Dave Dorman on Twitter we'll talk to you again soon Dave thanks for having me Always fun to talk to Dave Dorman. You know, I don't know if I hope the uh, the foul language didn't bother him when he said that thing about oh, yeah. South Park. I'm like, oh man, we swore a lot because then it's the thing because Will was here, mm-hmm. so he gets ramped up and he sets the tone with the potty mouth, That's and true. then we get going. And then I was like, oh, I well, I hope we didn't. I, honestly, though, I was thinking about it. I didn't feel like we were no, no, I, I don't think we were either. But there was as soon as he said that thing about South Park, I'm like, but we didn't yeah. swear like they do. Yeah. So I guess that's a difference. <laughs> so don't swear like South Park, and then somebody, a nice guy like Dave Dorman, will want to come on the show. Uh, anyway. We've got some exciting things happening in Black Cast Nation in the weeks ahead. Next week, I will finally cobble together the interview that I did with Chris Claremont a few weeks ago at the Comic-Con Revolution in Ontario. Uh, Some very interesting thoughts that he shared with me about the state of comics, comic book movies, and even Star Wars, as I mentioned. So uh, check that out. That'll be next week. And we will finally get to unveil, not in that episode, but very soon we're going to unveil DJ Tanner. And we, our friend Shareable Texas, did indeed give us a freestyle track. So I'm trying to think if we should, if I should send it to you guys and we should practice. Two things. One, because Will will never hear this. Yeah. 
Zero percent chance. Zero point zero chance, and that's why I deserve this, yes. which is the the advance listening to these tracks, Fair so enough. that I can prepare stuff before Will gets to hear it. Okay, because he doesn't listen to the podcast. Like you have such good flow that uh, you wouldn't need it, but it's fine. Sure. Yeah, I think we can uh, give that to to the big pun, uh, and unbeknownst to you, uh, we will have a, another. Flashblat episode in the very near future. Ooh. I'm going to dust off uh, an episode that we, we recorded all the way back in. I have to check. I haven't seen the tape in a while. I think it's from 1983. Might be from 1984, but it's one of those years. Oh. I think it's 1983, though. So uh, nice. we'll, we'll dust that off and we'll share that with Blackcast Nation. But always stay in touch with us at Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. Like The Blackcast on Facebook. And of course, Blackcast.com. Once again, B B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T dot com. As for me, I'm at Christian DMZ on Twitter and Instagram. And you can hear me Tuesdays and Thursdays on the Dennis Miller option from Podcast One. You can download it for free. It's one of those free podcasts. Not one of them fancy ones you got to pay for. The Blackcast is also one of those free ones. And uh, over on AfterBuzz TV, late Sunday nights, 10 p.m. Pacific, Marvel TV Weekly. Right now, we're really focused on Legion, and then Cloak and Dagger's about to start. We're going to have Luke Cage before the end of the month, and then it'll be right back to being just Cloak and Dagger. But uh, we cover uh, news from comics as well. So if, if you enjoy me, you will probably enjoy that show, uh, unless you hate comics, in which case you won't. And Jeff DeRay, where do people find you? People can hear me um, from relatively close to my apartment building. I yell a lot and yeah. I keep the windows open. Um, also, the podcast. Uh, yeah. And you can check me out on the Twitters at, at Jeff DeRay. I'm down to a poultry like 1,200 followers. I, I've what lost to my Twitter bots? nation. I know. Man. I kind of feel unvalidated. So, do you, do you think that they went to war with Coltrane's uh, Twitter bots? I hope so. Yeah, I I hope that they 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 started the the secret wars, the secret bot wars, the secret bot wars. Uh, yes, and at Jeff Duray, that is of course mm-hmm. where you can be found. Also on Instagram, I recently like unprivated that. I forgot okay. I had privated it. it, it so it. you're sharing your privates on Instagram as well. Sharing saying? the privates on the Insta. Absolutely. Well, Get at me. thank you again to Dave Dorman. Oh, and of course Will Sterling at Will Sterling underscore. Apparently the motivation report is still on hiatus, so I don't mm-hmm. think I need to promote it. But you know, if you like Will, you can find that. He's high and he ate this. Okay. I'm so glad the bell is so far. Like, Mr. Fantastic could ding it, <laughs> a.k.a. Plastic Man, but uh, it's too far away. But it's all right. I will actually ding the bell because we will see you next time on the podcast. Listening to Blackcast. I don't want to watch what's on the TV. iTunes that put on the BC. Podcasts on, no talking to me. Listening to Blackcast. Keep up on comics and movies. New phone ring, I answer hoodies. I can't talk, call back if you please. Listening to Blackcast. You don't know what you are missing. Damn fine show hosted by Christian. He's just dope, no ass I'm kissing. Listening to Blackcast. Click subscribe on this podcast. You won't be the first, but don't you be last. Listen while you pumping your gas. Listening to Blackcast. On this episode, it's Jean Grey talking about the things that she say. So distracted, didn't feed Bay. Listening to Blackcast. Met this girl, she smiled in my face. Blackcast insulated my place. Had one beer, she brought a whole case. Listening to Blackcast. Cops knock on the door and listen. Blackcast on, they think I'm Christian. Cops ran off, now I ain't tripping. Listening to Blackcast. 
point is, listen to this show. Don't need me to tell you it's dope. Rock so hard like Johnny Lisco. Listen in to Black Cast. Alright, several Texas are gonna take care of some business. But I'm here to say, have a nice day. And listen to the damn show. Sorry I didn't get popcorn. That's fine. What I didn't say is like 35 minutes into the movie. And I'm like, why didn't I get popcorn?